Hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, and goodbye to anybody standing in your way of being the best possible version of yourself. Yes, luscious babes, the healthiest, the wealthiest, the sexiest, the most unapologetic version of yourself you can possibly be. I'm Lauren Allen, and this is the Hustle Like a Stripper podcast. Yep, I have drunkenly stumbled through entrepreneurship body image, abusive relationships, and pretty much everything you can fucking think of, just so you don't have to. You're fucking welcome. (laughs) If my tone sounds a little hushed, it's because I'm actually in a condo right now, and I don't want to be that extra. You know, I'm already extra enough, so I'm trying to keep my voice somewhat down, because it's like 10.30, and I don't want to be rude, even though... Everyone else here has been loud as fuck, smoking hella weed. I feel pretty old, because I'm like, I'm just trying to enjoy my dinner, and and peace and quiet, and all these kids are just smoking their weed. <laughs> I'm not that cool anymore, but it's okay. I wouldn't trade it for the world. So I want to talk about something a little bit different this week. Um, body image has been coming up a lot for me. It's something that I struggle with. I know irony, right? No one really expects that. Well, you're so hot. Well, you're, how do you strip then? Well, you have to be naked or semi-naked in front of all of these guys. And you know, everyone wants to fuck you. It's like, yeah, well, um, being an object of desire also comes with its own problems and its own mind fucks. It's very interesting. So we'll just go ahead and throw a little disclaimer out there for you sensitive types um, not to be a douchebag. And, you know, some of this in some context may come off like me being a douchebag or being full of myself. And, man, uh, how do I say this? If you have an issue with talking about sex, sexuality, or someone referring to them as hot themselves as hot or sexy or whatever the fuck, then you should probably get the fuck off this podcast right now. If you have an issue um, with statements like, fuck my brains out, you probably should get off this podcast. But I feel like there's not that many sensitive types listening. I mean, it's the Hustle Like a Stripper podcast. Y'all gotta know this is gonna get nitty gritty sometimes. So um, buckle up, because it's gonna be an interesting ride. So shit, where do I begin? I guess we could just start at the beginning. Sounds like a movie beginning, right? Like, well, we'll just have to take you back. (laughs) Extra. So it's been quite a bumpy ride for me and my body image and my sexuality. Like, it has been just a hell of a ride. Like, I'm sure most of y'all can relate to this. You know, as women, our sexuality is this very funny thing because it is on display for the entire world from the time that we blossom and we grow breasts and have our periods. You know, we are viewed a certain way and there's really nothing that we can do about it and you know whether you take the route of wanting to show off and express your body and express your sexuality or whether you don't or whether you are on the path of making money off your sexuality or whether that makes you uncomfortable you know we all have different ways of I guess almost coping with the kind of power and the kind of beauty that that has been bestowed upon us and That is such a grand statement, and it's very dramatic, but it is so fucking real. Because as long as I can remember, 
as a child, like even just like, you know, a 10 year old or 11 year old, like Lauren, you are just so beautiful. My family would tell me you're so beautiful and you have so much power and that's why you have to be careful. And I didn't understand that at the time. I, I didn't know because, you know, as kids and even as we grow into teenagers and adults, we're always thinking how much better we can be or how much better we can look. But us women, we really do have so, so much power. And that is why the sex industry is one of the biggest industries, like a multi-billion dollar industry, because of the power of sex, the power of womanhood, the power of female sensuality. It is so powerful. And it can be a lot to navigate, especially when there's not really, there's not really any amazing resources out there. And a lot of times our own parents or our mothers aren't really in tune with that, especially if you, if you are a sexual being or a sensual being in the way that I always have been. And no matter whether you feel like you're a sensual or sexy being, you truly, truly are genuinely, because that is the way that you were made. You were made to create and you were made to just grow life basically. So you are a sexual creative being because you are built to literally make life like that's poetic as fuck. Holy shit. <laughs> you ever just wow yourself sometimes? See, I warned you. I'm going to sound like a douchebag, but it's okay. Get the fuck off if you have a problem. For the rest of y'all, let's move on. So, you know, I was always told I had this power. And I was always interested in sex at a young age. And I didn't have the greatest relationship with my parents. I mean... I guess you can call it cantankerous, and I don't really speak to my dad anymore. It's like, wow, stripper with daddy issues, like, shocker, right? So, I was always this very sexual being, and, you know, throughout my teen years, I was more promiscuous, you know, I was very, I wanted to show off my body, that was comfortable to me, and it only seemed like a natural career path for me, like, stripping isn't shocking to me or anybody else that knows me personally, and... It's crazy to me how much sexuality and sex, like, the idea has shifted for me. Because as a youngin', I didn't really understand the way men viewed me. And I was very innocent, even in my, like, late teens and early 20s. You know, I'm 22 now. It's th This shift has really, really happened in the last year or two. Where I've stopped giving a shit about sex. Like, sex isn't mysterious to me. It's not like this... It's it's not this big, mysterious, sexy thing that, you know, it's it stifles people and it stops them in their tracks. And for me personally, sex has now become something that I love to do with the person that I love because it's like an expression of passion and love and a way to communicate with that person. And I had my time of being promiscuous and I had my time of experimenting and now sex just doesn't mean the same thing to me anymore. And in fact, I tend to get very uncomfortable when I see the way men view me or I see the way men look at me. And, you know, here it goes. So close your ears if you're uncomfortable with this. But I see the way men look at me and I know that they want to fuck my brains out. And that, that can be a lot to to just deal with, right? Like, you're dealing with someone else's, like, repressed hunger, repressed, repressed sexuality. And especially as a dancer, that can be a lot to take in. Especially when I, I view my, my sexuality as so much more sacred than I once did. So it can be a lot to feel like 
there's someone looking at you and they want something from you and they, and you know, they, the way I see it is they don't even know anything about me, right? Like anyone that looks at you that way that you don't, that you see on the street that looks at you and they're, they're just like, wow, you're so hot. You're so beautiful. It's like, that means absolutely nothing to me now because I am more than just a piece of ass. Like I'm more than just a pretty face or whatever you want to call it. Like this person that wants to bang me, like plow me, they don't even know anything about me or what makes me me. So that has been something that's come up a lot for me lately where I'm like, you know, I know this is what I always wanted, especially as a teenager, right? You know, you always want to be desired by men. You know, it's only natural. You know, you want to have that attention. It feels really good to be validated by other people for your looks. But lately, it just matters to me less and less. And it doesn't excite me. It makes me very uncomfortable. And I know it it does sound funny. It's like, oh, wow, it's so hard. Like, so hard being beautiful and desired, but it does carry its own weight. And honestly, the more that time goes on and the more that I grow and change, the more hollow that kind of attention feels to me. It doesn't feel exciting. It doesn't feel like, wow, you know, he thinks I'm sexy. Like, that's so fun. Now it's like, damn, like he thinks I'm sexy. Like, great. But what does that have to do with me? You know, it is purely like a very selfish desire to want to like conquer and to want to, you know, like, like fuck my brains out again. (laughs) So when I realized this, that it was a very hollow and shallow kind of feeling to be validated or to be an object of desire, I realized that, you know, loving my body and loving myself it, it feels so much better when it's coming from a place of me and my body doing beautiful things like moving through my life, keeping me fit, keeping me mobile. Like when I take time to appreciate my body for what it does and how it feels rather than how it looks or how other people are going to view it or how other people are going to love it, that has made such a big, big change. And being directly aware of how much I am desired, it it truly doesn't have the same effect on me. It doesn't feel exciting. And it doesn't really phase me much anymore. But this is just me personally. The truth about body image and really falling in love with yourself and appreciating your body for what it is and what it does, no matter what that may be. Like, there really isn't a right or wrong. Like, there's no magic pill and no matter how good you feel about yourself, you're, you might not always feel so great. And sometimes when it starts to feel good, sometimes you end up feeling worse. You know, I, I deal with a lot of guilt when I'm, I feel good about my body. I'm like, well, who am I to love myself? You know, I can only learn to love myself. You know, I, I need to lose that extra pound or I need to tighten up or my ass needs to be firmer. You know, like we're always putting such limitations on ourselves. Like, well, you can't just love yourself. You haven't earned it yet. For those of y'all that are my regular listeners, you know, last week we talked about like an earn mentality, like having to earn things and, you know, not just being able to appreciate or receive without feeling like you earned it somehow. And that's how it was for a long time for me with my body image. And I've had my fair share of bullying. I have been in an abusive relationship where I was always having to compete with other women for my man's attention. 
Um, I was cheated on numerous times and I was, you know, I was always subjected to having to hear this ex talk about other women in my presence and how sexy they were. And, you know, I was led to believe for a very long time in my friendships or my relationships that the only thing that was really important or interesting about me was my looks. But recently I've also realized that that doesn't really matter because if, if you stay focused on where you've been and what's been done to you before, you will never get to where you're going and there will never be any real action on moving forward and growing. If you stay focused like, oh, well, I was cheated on or, you know, I was called a slut or, you know, I, I made mistakes and I, you know, I do, I did things I'm not proud of. Like if you stay focused on where you've been and what happened in the past or what other people did or how you used to feel about your body or how you used to look at yourself, you'll always stay stuck there and you will never get to where you're trying to go, which is self-love and acceptance. And probably the biggest takeaway from grasping all of these things and really changing my mindset on how I view myself and my body image has been that every day has to be a choice. I always have to wake up and choose to love myself because of someone that has struggled with body dysmorphia, you know, using my body for my job, you know, having to look good as an occupation and also just past trauma that has stuck with me. Every day has to be a choice. You have to wake up and commit to loving yourself because unfortunately for most of us, the way we've been raised, the way we have been taught and trained has been to want more from ourselves and always wanting to be improving or this isn't good enough, I need better. Which isn't a bad thing when it comes to bettering yourself and bettering the world, but when it comes to your body, you know, how it looks is really just, it's an afterthought. It should be an afterthought because the beauty of your body is what it can do and how it carries you and holds your soul through life. And I know that sounds really woo, like I'm getting super woo, but just 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 follow me on this, guys. <laughs> yeah, realizing that not every day is going to feel good and there will be moments. And you know, my body dysmorphia has gotten a lot better. And for those of you who aren't familiar with body dysmorphia and what that is, it is when you're not really seeing reality. You are only zeroing in on your flaws and perceiving your whole entire body to be flawed or just like, you know, you, uh, you know, you're a human, but when you look in the mirror, you see a monster and what makes body dysmorphia a little bit more intense or different than a, you know, just regular insecurities or like not loving yourself is you tend to look in the mirror for a long period of time. Like I always have to catch myself when I'm looking in the mirror for long periods of time or when I obsess, it does turn into an obsession where you're always looking at your flaws. You zero in and it becomes overwhelming where you can't breathe. You can't talk. You can't focus. You can't move on because you are so zeroed in on your flaws and all of the things that you perceive to be wrong with you. So body dysmorphia is just a very, very intense way of looking at yourself and looking at your flaws. Like you can't move on from your flaws because you are so fixated on them. So 
I used to always look in the mirror like numerous times a day and I'd always be thinking you're so ugly you're a piece of shit or look at that you you have that wrong with you it was always focused on the flaws and I had to stop looking in the mirror for a very long time because I was so focused on the flaws and no matter what shape my body would be in right whether I was super toned whether I was a little bit more curvy whether I was you know more shredded and less curvy it didn't matter because I was never going to be happy because no matter what I had no matter what I looked like it wasn't going to be good enough for my ego for that like deranged part of my mind that wasn't really seeing reality so every day has had to be a commitment to be aware of these thoughts and how they tend to take over or how I might zero in on on the mirror and the flaws or I might go back and look at old photos and have to take like six photos of my body in different angles and go back and assess them and see like how I've changed or am I getting better am I getting more fit am I getting prettier you know it's it's a choice every single day to say I'm gonna love myself you know I have cellulite okay I can still love myself oh I have small tits oh great I can still love myself I you know, my ass doesn't look the way I want it to. My, you know, I don't have like shredded perfect abs. Okay, well, I can still love myself. The outside truly, truly isn't as important as it's made to be. And even in doing what I do, it, it becomes less and less important every single day. Bet y'all weren't fucking expecting this from a stripper now, were ya? Should I need to put that on a t-shirt? Because that just comes up so much. <laughs> So this has been a little bit more personal, like less strategic, and definitely I'm speaking from the heart and speaking from the soul, and I want to thank you guys for coming along with me for this journey because it has been so beautiful to share, and mainly what I want y'all to grasp and to think on and sit on is taking time to appreciate your body for what it does and not what it doesn't do, and appreciating your body for what it does look like rather than what it doesn't. Because when you focus your mind on the good rather than the bad, there is only more good to come of that. And it is very cliche, but there's a reason that these these sayings and these beliefs are are so commonplace. Because it works and it's real. And it doesn't matter what happened in the past or what was done to you. You can choose to see it a different way starting now, starting today. And all you have to do is wake up and decide. No matter what limitations you have, no matter what kind of perceived flaws you think that you have, whenever those thoughts and feelings come up, you can say, all right, I can still love myself. I'm choosing to love myself. Because when you make that choice, when you are deciding, that is where the magic lies, is when you decide for yourself that no one else is going to validate you. Being an object of desire for men is, it's so incredibly hollow. And that is the least fulfilling thing about my job or what I do or, you know, being a beautiful woman in the world. It is so much more fulfilling to love and appreciate your body for all of the miraculous things it does, like keeping you alive. If you are hearing this right now, if you are listening and you have a heartbeat and you're able to breathe that is amazing and that is what is important try to focus on 
all of the beautiful aspects. And try not looking in a mirror for a day, honestly. Maybe try one day keeping track of how often you look in the mirror and how much importance you actually place on looking at yourself and being aware of how you look. It might shock you. Think about that. Know that it's going to be an ebb and flow. There's always going to be bad days. There's always going to be good days. There's always going to be someone that you think looks better than you, right? That is, that's totally a punch you in the titty moment in the strip club. You're always seeing beautiful girls of all shapes and sizes and everything that you don't have or even things that you don't want to have, whatever it may be. But no matter what, no matter who else is out there, no matter what they have or what you don't have, you can still choose to love yourself. Focus on where you want to go and how you want to feel about your body rather than how you don't want to feel or everything that used to happen or how you used to act. Starting today, we can rewrite the story. So what do you think? What, what, do you, what story do you want to tell? How do you want to feel about your body? How do you want to look at yourself every day? great things to think on and great things to act on because action is the key deciding is the key and you hold it babe what's it gonna be i love you so much thanks for allowing me to be the voice in your speakers and the voice in your headphones for a little bit i love y'all so 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 much i'll see you next time bye Additional music provided by recording artist and producer Savak. Music available on all major streaming services. But if you'd like to find out how to get a theme song of your very own, feel free to reach out at Seriously Savak on Twitter and Instagram. This has been the Hustle Like a Stripper podcast. <laughs>